You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of every Premier League match week and the Champions League. This is a very, very special Two Robbies podcast. Back in my friend. Here, Look at the place. Where's the Coliseum? The Coliseum here. But Great we're going to start by, we could manage it on the air, but we're going to listen to the full interview of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Oli, it must be difficult to find the words, but what can you say about a, a truly awful day for your side? No, it's not easy to, uh, to say something, apart from... Uh, it's the darkest, darkest day uh, I've had uh, leading these players, and uh, we weren't good enough uh, individually as a team. Um, can't give a team like Liverpool them chances, and unfortunately, we did. Where and how, from your perspective, did it unravel? Well, the whole performance wasn't good enough. That's uh, that's for sure. We've. Uh, We've created openings. They've had chances. They've they've been clinical. We didn't take our chances early on, and then uh, the third goal, obviously, is the one that uh, decided the game. Do you and the coaching staff accept responsibility for the performance and the tactics as well? It's mine. That's it. You know, the the coaching staff, very very good, brilliant, and um, I choose the way we uh, we approach the game. So, and today we were uh, we weren't clinical enough. Going forward, uh, there were spaces for both teams, and when you give good player spaces, they score. Did you get it wrong in terms of trying to press them rather than playing on the counter, which most of your sides normally do? You know, that's that's a good question. I can't can't say anything. Uh, others, we're at home. Uh, we're playing against Liverpool. We've uh, gone here over the last two and a half half years and had a similar approach to go high press. And um, today they, they scored on their chances early on that they haven't done before. Um, and I think Man United, we should always try at home to, uh, to go and uh, stamp our authority on the game, like I said before. At what point in your mind did it become damage limitation? 4-0. That fourth goal there uh, is, um, is the one that you go into half-time with having to score more than one every uh, every 15 minutes. I know these these boys are capable of it, but on the fourth, you know, there's extra time first half. You think you can get to half time and uh, organise everyone. Uh, but fourth, that was uh, probably game over. It's often the case of there's defeat, but there's also the manner of the defeat. Yeah. Was that worse for you today? Yeah, it's you know you can look back at last season we lose a big one to Spurs six one this is worse miles worse opposition uh, as well of course that makes it miles worse for me as a as a Manchester lad uh, and um, it's just got to say that we have to uh, really get over this as quick as you can and uh, move on. You've been in football long enough. You know that you fellas in results business. Yeah. The pressure will intensify enormously on you now, and yep. the scrutiny as well. Yep. First and foremost, 
Has that put any doubt in your mind at all that you are the right man for this job to take this group of players forward? No, I've, I've come too far. We've come too far as a group and we're too close to, uh, to give up now. In terms of those who have been your supporters, the, support, the supporters in the ground themselves, they stayed in great numbers. They were supported. fantastic and it could have gone one way or the other and in, in a true Man United supporter way, they stayed, supported the team until the end. How do you go about turning this around, Oli, after such a dark day? Well, that's, uh, that's going to be a difficult one. I understand human nature. Players are going to be uh, below. Uh, but then you just look into the eyes and the character of them. Uh, I know there's loads of characters there. We know we're rock bottom. Can't, can't feel any worse than this. And then let's see where we uh, take it. We appreciate you talking to us, Oli. Cheers. See you later. So, those were the words of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Rob. Um, first thing I would say, having seen that, is that he looked shell-shocked to me. It looked like he couldn't quite compre comprehend what happened in those 90 minutes. My takeaway from it was this doubt in his mind in terms of the way his team played. He set them up. He talked about going for a high press and they weren't good enough. And maybe he, he thought about the counter-attack. So, a little bit of confusion for me and, and not real clarity in where he saw the defeat coming and the manner of the defeat that came today. We're going to go back and forth for a few minutes yeah. and, and we're actually going to get some questions from maybe United fans that are close here yeah. uh, after we've had a little chat. I just, it might be something we ask them as well, but I kind of admire the way he comes out there and he takes all the blame. Mm. Would, the, would the United fans prefer him to be harsh with his players like other managers do that? They, not they throw them under Jose the bus, Mourinho but ask style. more questions, mm. put a bit more onus on the players and what they haven't done in the game. He never does that, to be fair. No. I think, I think it's pretty clear he's a, he's a lovely, lovely man, a legend of the football club. But is, is his... Is he the right man for yeah, Manchester is, is United, that, is though? That is that personality the right mm. choice for this, this club? I mean, seeing what we saw today, you'd maybe say no. There was a brilliant shot of, of Sir Alex Ferguson sitting... Right. In this stand, it was I a different personality. Nine, which is a different personality, which didn't, which got performances where his team played. They got performances if his team went one down, they fought to get back. That's the kind of manager that Manchester United would have had to get success. I'm not sure if Oli has that personality, and maybe the big players now. You've you've got to be. You've talked about it. Jurgen Klopp drives that Liverpool team on. Pep Guardiola drives Manchester City to titles. You know. Thomas Tuchel has driven Chelsea to a Champions League already. You know, we're talking now three seasons virtually for Oli, and we're still not sure, has he got that personality and drive, and is he just a nice guy who is an ex-Manchester United player and, and says all the right things after games? But does he drive that dressing room to go and get results? He's had a long time, Rob, to persuade everybody and all the fans that he is the man, and they are going in the right direction. Mm. There has been improvement last season, finishing second, bringing in some pretty good... Name, big name players into the team, and yet we're seeing them now sit seventh, I think it is, in the league table yeah, with, with Arsenal. He signed a new seventh. contract three months ago, a three-year extension to his contract. Is he under any real pressure yeah, over the next yeah, few he's days? Under pressure because at the start of the season, when he was given the money and he, and he bought the players he wanted, Sancho, he's chased for two years, and by the way, isn't playing. Varane is injured, centre-back that they needed. Donny you know, van der Beek. Johnny van der Beek is another player he, he spends big money for, doesn't play. 
he gets Cristiano Ronaldo, the, the player who's going to get him the goals that they've wanted. Yeah. So all the bits are sort of start to be there. And yet again, we're saying, well, we're still asking the question, is Ole good enough? This squad is good enough to go close to winning a title. Let's, qu let's quickly go back to the game and, and kind of talk about that and how it, how it ended uh, and how it began, actually, with a really poor start from United. Liverpool yeah. go up ahead and then cruise to victory. What elements in that performance worried you most? Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw, two England internationals on the left-hand side of Manchester United's defence, went missing. Harry Maguire doesn't look fit to me, doesn't look like he can get around the pitch. Luke Shaw was over-covering at times and leaving spare men on the outside. You've got Marcus Rashford, who's a left-sided player, who at times has got to follow Trent Alexander back. Responsibility in a team. Those kind of things cost you in big games. And, and by the way, if you give Mo Salah half a yard in a penalty box, he's going to hurt you. Today, they're giving four or five yards, and he gets himself a hatchet. Yeah, allowed Liverpool so much space to play. And then we saw Pogba come into the second half. Horrendous challenge. You know, I think it's pretty clear it was a red card. Yeah. Before the game started, I said here that I, I still feel that Paul Pogba should have been in the starting lineup. Mm. I want to just switch it tactically a little bit. Yeah. Because the system we've seen from Oligan and Solskjaer for a long time now is the 4-2-3-1. There's two central midfield players. It makes it difficult for Pogba. Does he play one of those guys? I think we've seen enough evidence that he's not trustworthy defensively, but he's so good going mm. forward. Is Oligan and Solskjaer too stubborn with his systems? You could play a 4-3-3 where Pogba's number eight. You could play, I mean, like the way that Chelsea play, three at the back, four across midfield, and two behind a one, which would be Ronaldo. You could have Bruno and Pogba in behind a Ronaldo with a, with a stronger base behind that we've seen Thomas Tuchel's mm. Chelsea. Should Ole Gunnar Solskjaer look for another way of fitting this group of players together? Well, again, that's the experience of the manager. The top managers have a way of playing that gets the best out of, of their players. Paul Pogba is a top-class, world-class midfield player. But Manchester United aren't getting the best out of him. Right. And, and that's a problem. Because yeah. they haven't got that many world-class players that they can afford to say, Paul Pogba, sit on the bench in one of the biggest games that we will play. Yeah. You won't be in my team. Yet Fred and McTominay, are you two holding midfield We'll players? get some questions in a minute, but let's first switch it to Liverpool and how great yeah. they were. <laughs> I mean, talk, talk about a groove team, a motivated team. A team that knows what it's meant to do, a team that can rise to occasions, and a team that's bounced back from a disappointing and difficult season last year to look like a team that's ready to win the Premier the, League again. The most informed team in the league took Manchester United today. The best attack in the league right now beat Manchester United today. The identity, the intensity, and the football that Liverpool played, Manchester United couldn't match. When Manchester United tried to close Liverpool down, Liverpool passed around them. Yeah and got into spaces and hurt them. And, and Manchester United could do nothing, absolutely nothing about it. And the biggest thing that, 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 us, that Liverpool have got is their mojo back that they had in the title winning season. We, you, we questioned, didn't we, like, can this team go, go again? Go again. Yeah. Can Jurgen Klopp dig, dig deep and this team go again? I'm telling you what, nine games in, they, 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 they've shown they can. I did an interview with Jordan Henderson uh, inside your mind piece, and I asked him the question, can this team kind of regroup and go again? He laughed at me. He <laughs> laughed at me and said, of course we can. And I think we're seeing it right now. And, yeah. I, and that's, you know, the, the title challenge now, it looks like it's between three, three teams. Three teams, yeah. Um, just going back to Jurgen Klopp's decisions today, because he made some big calls Ooh. as well. Sadio Mane has been playing really, really well, yeah. scoring the goals. Ibrahima Kanate, a new central defender that I think is going to 
be a, a brilliant acquisition. Mm. Jurgen Klopp, Jurgen Klopp does this, yeah. where he signs players and just mm. is very, very patient about bringing them into the side. Big core today, Rob, yeah. to bring him in. Yeah, yeah. He looked pretty good, didn't he? He looked pretty good. He looked solid. He, he was physical when he needed to be. He's a good athlete, can get, get around the pitch. As you say, you know, Jota in, in up top as well. And again, experienced managers make decisions and yeah. they come good. And that's a contrast to Ollie. And, and Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Listen, we've got a special podcast here. We're here at the LA Fan Fest. Just want to ask some United fans. I mean, how long do we need to give Ollie the season? Do we need to say, give him the season and see where he does? Or do we need to make a change a little bit earlier? I mean, for those who are listening, it doesn't seem as though Ollie's going to... People feel he's got to get more time. United fan, if you like a specific question you want to you want to ask us about United. If Ole is out, who comes in? Who's the best replacement? Good question. It's a very good question. Good question. It's a Tough very question. good question. Who's available right now? Who could take the Manchester United job? You have to have a certain experience. You have to have a certain profile. You have to have a certain cachet. Conte, Zidane, or, or, or two. That would, would be on my on, on my radar. Listen, I, I think in terms of the style of play, I'm assuming the Man United fans would prefer Zidane. Zidane. But Oli, but Conte's a winner, by the way. Conte goes in the football club yeah. and wins things. Yeah. He'd be, he would be totally different. It's hard to, I'm, it's I'm hard a, to hear. I'm hearing, I'm hearing Steve Bruce from over this side, like, which is it's a bit of a worry. Oh, that was a Liverpool fan. <laughs> but but to, to, to answer your question, in my opinion, Antonio Conte would be ready yeah. to go. And I know it might not be the Man United style and all that, but talk about other ends of the scale in terms of motivation, tactically get them defensively so much stronger, which they've been pretty bad over recent mm. weeks. It would be for me, it would be Antonio Conte for you as well. Yeah, I'd go Conte right now. With this squad, with this ability, let's remember, Pogba doesn't play. Sancho's on the bench doesn't play. Van der Beek can play but isn't in the team. There's a number of players who are in this football club. This squad is good enough to go close to winning yes. a title. It yes. might not be quite enough to win it, but it should be going close. Any other questions, United fans? Another question. Can that be taught? The the belief that you drive into your players. Can that be taught? It's a good question. Can he, can he coach that into his players? Do you know what happened today? It's a good example of, I thought, that the Ronaldo challenge and, and the foul, and, and it, it was getting his head off, but it was a reaction of a man who's used to winning, and he's frustrated. And back in the day, and we see Roy Keane now, he's, he's a pundit on Sky, if that was happening in the first 10 minutes, he'd have kicked the game off. He would have changed the attitude of the players by doing something. Everybody gets up and then the game starts. Manchester United were passive for 25 minutes. The game was done. The game was over. But my answer to that question is no. I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has got it in him to coach that style, to get that motivation. He's inexperienced in managing. And I think, I think we'd all agree here that he'd struggle to get a job in the Premier League if he does leave Man United, maybe the Championship as well. I think we all agree that he's a, a, a fantastic bloke and was a, a legend of a player. 
Mm. And he, and to be fair, he he's brought them to this point yeah. where we're looking at a squad that's pretty blimmin' yeah, good. Good job, thank you. Yeah, and it might. Is, I think it may be the time to to let somebody else have a go. You've got a question here, yeah. Would getting a new defensive midfielder kind of solve some problems for Ole? Question, defensive midfield player, would, would that solve the problem for Manchester United? I'll answer you straight away. Under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, no. It wouldn't. wouldn't. You buy Declan Rice, and it'd still be the same. It's not just about individuals. Yeah. I mean, of course, it, like, there's no synergy in the team where players are doing better together. I think we both love Declan Rice as a player. Yeah, be a yeah. brilliant signer for Manchester United or Liverpool or anybody else. <laughs> but it's other things in the team that's so disjointed, lack of compactness that, that really hurt them today. Good question. Love Declan Rice, but yeah. right now in this team, probably wouldn't make a big difference. My friend over there. Yeah, we'll get to Liverpool. We'll get to Liverpool the questions. In a don't second. trust uh, Solajar. Is it a trust issue for the team? Is it a trust issue? That's an interesting question. Uh, I. Th I I'm not sure. Sorry, I go first. Go well. yeah, sorry, go I'm not sure whether when those players are sat in that dressing room at Old Trafford and they look up at Oligan and Solskjaer, do they trust that he can lead them somewhere special? Mm. I mean, there's been improvement there for sure. I just, you know, I, I just don't know whether his words resonate, Rob, with some of these champions, world champions, Champions League champions. I don't know okay, whether Matt, he can get to them. I'm a reader of, of players having spent time around dressing rooms. When Paul Pogba's on the bench in a game like today, I don't think Paul Pogba looks Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the eye and goes, he's going to win me a title. I think when you see players who come off, he takes off Bruno and he takes off Rashford and they sit there after, I don't think they all think this guy's going to lead us to a title. And because of that, I'm not sure Ole ever can. Because if a player in his head is not sure about the manager, you never quite get there. You play for managers who you believe in. All right, let's switch to Liverpool, Rob. Let's get some questions on Liverpool. Yeah, let's get a couple Enough of Liverpool questions. Okay. Arsenal, uh, Liverpool. Have a Liverpool question. Will Virgil van Dijk go down as the greatest defender of all time? Yeah. <laughs> you can take that one, Musto. I saw you. <laughs> wow. Of all time, probably not. I mean, there's, some, there's been, not yet maybe, but not there's yet, been some yeah. incredible players that's won yeah. World Cups and multiple this, that and the other. So who's He's better? Brilliant, brilliant. Who's better? Well, I think you look at Maldini's, your Baresi's. No, Premier League? You're talking Premier League? Oh. John Cherry? All right, let's stick to Premier League. Vidic, Rio. Rio Ferdinand. Rio. Vincent Company. Tony, Tony Adams. Adams. Yeah. Some old school. Any other questions for Liverpool fans? There's a Liverpool fan here. There's a Liverpool. Does, does Mohamed Salah deserve to win the Ballon d'Or? Yeah. 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 Good question. It's a very good question. The Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or actually is very rarely won by Premier League players. I don't know why. There seems to be a look like you know it's quick and it's athletic, but it's not the technical ability. And obviously Messi and Ronaldo were playing at another level. Right now, the, the, you know, the pub debate that we, we talked about in the podcast is, is Mo Salah the best player in the world. And it's kind of hard to say, but right now, with what he's doing, how do you know, 15 goals at all competitions, 10 in the Premier League. I think he is the best player in the world. And actually, he's a real good shout for the Ballon d'Or. It's a really great shout. I mean, it, 
you often have to win things with it. Yeah, so maybe yeah. Liverpool will have to win the title, have to win another golden boot for him to be in consideration. But I think everybody agree right now. I'm not sure there's any other names going to be thrown up here that's better than Mo Salah. Levin, given... Lewandowski. Lewandowski. Yeah. yeah. One more. One more. One more. One more. more. We've got one more shout. Liverpool question. Liverpool. What, what do you think it's going to take to get uh, Mohamed Salah signed up for the next five or six? Oh. Lots of zeros. Yeah. The yeah. big check. I mean, they're starting to talk, I believe. I think his agent's now already talking to, to the football club. Apparently, he said last week he loves being at Liverpool and he wants to stay at Liverpool. With that said, I just believe that they'll get this deal done. He's too important to them. I mean, you take that guy out of that team and all of a sudden it, it, it looks very, very different. He, he said, didn't he, that I want to stay here forever. I can't yeah, imagine yeah. playing against Liverpool. It's up to them. It's up to the club. So he's basically said, I want yeah. fortunes <laughs> and the club have Give to pay it him. Give it him. He, with him, you'll win uh, Absolutely. Give We're going to go very quickly. Last question, my friend. I would ask, uh, what does Liverpool need to do next to take it to the next level? And what are the gaps in the team that you think they need to strengthen? OK, well, I love the back four. I think midfield. Midfield's yeah. been talked about a lot. And I think we've got to remember when they won the Champions League and they were so amazing in the Premier League, the, the blend of the midfield. George, you know what? Wijnaldum was a very important part of that. It was an engine room, wasn't it? Now, and it was very successful to support those front players who can relax a little bit without the ball because, you know, like what I used to do in midfield, there's, there's, there's the three other guys that can run around and win the ball back for them. If you want to get to another level, can one players. of those can, can one of those midfield players be a scorer? Can he be a goal scorer that can get forward and get you some goals, but also do the bit in midfield to help Henderson or Fabinho, whoever it is? So I think a box-to-box, -box, we don't see the money so much now, but a goal-scoring midfield player. I mean, Naby Keita's kind of looked like he can do it. Oxlade-Chamberlain yeah. hasn't really done it, but that position, I think, would make them better. It's also really important that when you've got a dressing room like Liverpool that's got a winning mentality, personality, you bring in the right personality. You bring in one bad egg in that dressing room and everything can change. And so I don't think uh, Jogo Jota gets enough credit because he was bought in last season, and whenever he plays... He brings something different. We did a breakdown the other week, and I couldn't believe how many headers he gets. What a good header of his uh, ball that Liverpool didn't really have. So they've got four, four strikers, all in good form, all scoring goals. A goal-scoring midfield player would be a diamond. I tell you, we would do brilliant in the Liverpool team that's well set up. Paul Pogba would be a brilliant midfield addition to Liverpool wow. Football Club. Wow. See that and, and, his, and his contract's up in the end of the season. Listen, we're going to wrap up now. Yeah, I just think it'd be really up. nice of us just to finish with a few thoughts about this couple LA of days fans, we've had. Uh, the LA Fan Fest is... Normally, we're in, we're in a studio, and when we're doing the podcast, we're in a room this, this and we like this, and we're monitor. sitting there, and we've got a little monitor, and we're talking, <laughs> Mr Musto, and it's lovely to be outside. It's lovely to be with, with, with fans. It's, we've had a great weekend. It's been a pleasure to be here. We got some rain, we, we've got some sunshine, we've got a brilliant time. Thank you for coming out, thank you for supporting us, thank you for watching the Premier League and letting us in your homes every weekend. And we will hopefully be back sometime soon on the West Coast, but for now, yeah. we'll have our podcast probably next Wednesday to start uh, again, stop kick things off as we look ahead to next weekend's football, but for... Me, I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good, good night. night.
longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.